Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Weeds. BT Dubs. That's right. It is BT Dubs, the only service industry podcast you will ever need. Brought to you by two self-proclaimed industry lifers. Uh, I am Tommy. I am Brittany. That's right. Brittany, what is going on? Well, you know, the industry has definitely uh, put me to the test this week. Um, so my voice is a little bit shot right now, if you guys can tell. And... Uh, it's got a nice timber. You know, it's raspy to begin with, and now we just have some extra rasp, rasp, rasp extra today. Um, the uh, restaurant that I'm in the process of opening, still a few weeks out, but we have our liquor license and we have some some stuff behind the bar. So the owners are of Dominican descent, and it was Dominican Independence Day on Thursday. So we threw a DJ party, and um, I had to actually just start communicating via post-it note for the last like three hours of the of the event because <laughs> like drawings uh, seriously I was just I was screaming at the top of my lungs and I couldn't hear anybody and nobody could hear me and I am not made for the nightclub world I think it they're, was, they're not a ooh. quiet people either uh, no yeah especially, no. especially when it's a, a festive occasion uh, like the Dominican parties and stuff like that like parades and whatnot are generally quite loud the music was actually so loud that the glass the wine glasses on the back bar had started to slowly inch forward and we had to like think God, my bartender noticed because we had to have the bar back get up on a ladder and push them all back because they were the rattling. whole front row of wine glasses was about to just like, uh, like march off the, the <laughs> cliff. Like, I mean, wouldn't that have been spectacular it if really just 30 have. wine glasses at one time just cascaded down just upon everyone? Suicide. Yeah, that wouldn't have been great. But yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's how loud that was. That's why I sound like this, but we're going to do our best. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I, I actually, I kind of like it. It's, it's got a good, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's mature. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so today we are talking about uh, a, a fun topic, actually. It's, um, the solo diner. Uh, we're talking about going out alone and uh, what that means uh, if you're into that. Some people are like totally dead set against it and would never like sit at a table all by themselves and like have a full dining experience. And or, you know, the same thing is true with like going to the movies alone, which I love to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I love to go out uh, to eat alone also. I do too. Although I pretty much will only ever sit at the bar. Like I don't think Agreed. I've ever sat at a table by myself. Uh I'm not like I bring a book and and try to just like so although I was doing you know I did some research for this topic uh, a little bit and I, I was written actually there were some people who are like bring a book and just sit at a table uh, folk and I was like you know that does sound kind of great actually I've done that before too um, maybe not so much a book but I've gone out to eat like because when you when you sit at a bar as a single diner I feel like you all will almost always end up in some sort of discourse with the bartender, if not the bartender and whoever you're seated near. And you kind of like, you know, you, you'll get into a conversation sometimes because my job is so heavily social. I just, I don't even want there to be an option for somebody to talk to me about anything other than taking my order. And I just want to sit quietly right. and like enjoy some food and wine and, yeah. yeah. And, you know, at my bar is in a hotel, which, uh, you know, so we get a lot of single uh, guests that will sit at the bar. And I, I love when uh, 
chit chat amongst them breaks out and then they're, right. they're all talking Takes about pressure something. Because right? sometimes I'll look down the bar and it's 13 seats and 13 people are looking at their phone and not saying a word to anybody. Right. And, and that I hate. And so when, when they put their phone, put down the phones and, and start like interacting with one another or me or, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, me and maybe two other people are kind of bouncing a, a, a story around or something like that. You know, I think it's a great, uh, you know, great interaction and a great way to, to go out if you're traveling and, uh, you know, you're there on, you know, for business or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, it's super fun, and and I I don't think that there should be a, a stigma against against dining alone. I mean, and, and those of you that are scared to do it, it's really not as as terrible as it seems. Like you're not, I don't think, going to be judged the way you think you are going into it. No, it's, definitely not. Uh, in fact, I, there was also a, a thing that I read that uh, according to Open Table that uh, solo dining is up like eighty percent over the last like ten years or so uh, in New York, anyway. So. Uh, it's definitely not unusual. It's not uncommon. And uh, if you want to go out to a nice meal and you don't have anybody to go with, just go. Uh, yeah, just go. You're probably going to end up like, it's like, it feels almost like a self-care, like therapeutic thing sometimes to do that. Um, and the the gentleman that we have uh, coming up after the break is um, somebody who travels a lot for business, uh, does have a lot of solo dining experience. And we're going to expand on, you know, what he does and does not enjoy about about that system and kind of, you know, different uh, experiences he's had while dining alone in bars and restaurants. Yeah. So stick around right after the break. We'll be back with James Joseph. Welcome back. I'm very excited to talk about this uh, with this guy that's right here to my left. Uh, uh, James Joseph is a regular at my bar, and he also travels quite a bit for work and, uh, you know, usually alone and uh, enjoys uh, dining by himself. So we're going to get into that. James, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's like meeting celebrities. Oh. I've to all of your podcasts. They're super awesome. Thank and you so much. I'm actually excited to be a part of it now. So thank you. Yeah, Yay. we'll do some autographs. After. We love your support. <laughs> and actually, I met James while I was solo dining at Tommy's Bar. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we talked in, about in uh, true fashion. You guys just kind of struck up a conversation yeah. and uh, that's how that's how it should be. Talked about tarot cards, I think, right? Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, tarot card like reading. Before I enter that. <laughs> that's right. I forgot sounds like Brittany had had a few cocktails before we started that conversation, but yes, I do, <laughs> I do love tarot cards. So I actually didn't know this about James, but you are, uh, I thought you were just a, 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 a foodie and a, a guy that likes to go out to eat and, and enjoys like great food and, and drinks and, and all that jazz, but uh, you actually have a, a, a restaurant background to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to the French Culinary Institute for pastry arts, but um, I was in the restaurant industry for about, I would say, 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Um, it was a stage at a uh, place which shall remain nameless, and the person who was working there was just um, god awful, and she was sort of throwing all of this restaurant industry stuff at me, and I was like, this is my literally my first minute on the job. I was uh-huh. doing something with scones or something, and um, it was quite awful because I was like just... Like high expectations of what like you... Like just high expectations yeah. of what I wanted, you know, what she wanted from me, and I was just like at the end of my shift, thank you, when I walked out and I never walked into well, <laughs> right. another restaurant again, uh, restaurant kitchen. We've talked about bartending school before, but like coming from cooking school and then entering an actual kitchen, I've seen I've seen cooks uh, who have come straight from culinary school started in a kitchen without ever having worked in a restaurant before. 
and like you know i think in their mind they're just gonna like fall right into place and everything's gonna be and it's like there was this trend it's like always you know, jarring like yeah. 10 or, or so years ago where a lot of people were quitting their like finance jobs and like high profile things going to culinary school and expecting it to be like this uh you know sort of eat pray love uh, yeah what's the uh, under the tuscan sun yeah exactly like, something like that where it's just like you know it changes your life and then you're cooking and it you know it's uh, just this glorious thing but and then they you get there first of all you find out what they make i was gonna say you're making minimum wage and you're peeling potatoes for at least the first month and yeah. that's what you're doing and then they're like oh shit i just spent what however much it costs to go to like the yeah. french culinary institute and now i'm making minimum wage i quit my like high profile big uh-huh. kid job to do this and oh boy yeah it was basically like a twenty six thousand dollar habit so i yeah. like whip up a batch of scones every now and then for a party and i'm you know just like the hero and i have a culinary degree uh-huh but that's that's as far as it went. But yeah, um, yeah so. Uh, but one of the stories you were telling us before the show uh, was about a particular experience at a very high, high profile restaurant here in New York City where uh, something interesting happened. So why don't you share that with us? Yeah, so I was working um, as a chef at a Cook's Tools uh, store at the time. And like um, doing demonstrations? And yeah, things? I was a demonstration chef. So uh-huh. I was sort of managing their cooktop area. And I had to dress in a uniform. And when you're off uh, the clock, you, you know, get in your sweats or a T-shirt just because you want to be comfortable on the ride home. But I just had an awful day. I think I was uh, upset at my boyfriend for some reason, one reason or another. And uh, I just needed some, like, self-love, self-care. <laughs> so I went into a very nice restaurant. And I was just like, fuck it. Like, let me just go in. I know I'm completely not dressed for the occasion. I walked in and I asked for, you know, like table for one. Uh, and I thought that they were going to sit me at a bar. I think there was a, a bar there, but they kind of, you know, were hesitant a little bit. I think it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday, so they weren't that busy. And they sat me right in the main dining room in the middle of other people. And, and we're talking like one of the nicest restaurants in New York City. Without will not laying it, it on too yeah. thick, like think of the place that you think of when you think of like <laughs> one of the highest end restaurants in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's that place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, who in their right mind would actually come in here dressed like this? So um, I was just like, I just need to get a meal. So I sat down and uh, I was looking at the wine list. I know my way around a wine list. So I picked a nice wine and a nice bottle of wine for myself. Uh, one bottle per person, I guess. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, that's usually the, the the minimum, right? And um, so was, you were doing it. You were like, "I'm gonna have a nice bottle I, of wine." I'm I was good. gonna. Yeah. I love how you're like, "I just needed an. I just needed a meal." And you're like, "Oh, you know what I needed? <laughs> I got five hundred dollars. Yeah, like a three course, five hundred dollar meal." <laughs> so um, I sat down, and and you know, a few people started kind of looking as they always do because you're in a lone diner. Like, is the other person coming? But then finally, they cleared the plates away, and so it was just. It was set in stone that I was there alone. Party of one. Yeah, party of one. It's a pity party of one. <laughs> and so and so I was there and then the meter D kind of started circling the table a little bit and kind of, you know, sort of giving me a side eye and was was extremely over attentive. I mean, there wasn't many, you know, diners there to begin with, so it was expected, but um, little by little I saw people sort of started like peeking their head out of the kitchen and looking at me and I'm like you know, were they like talking about the one guy yeah, dying this, alone, the sad, loser. like yeah, yeah, the sad loser or whatever? And then finally, he sat down and he looked at me and he said, "I recognize you." Yes. And I said, "Do you?" And he said, "Yes." He goes, "You're a critic, aren't you?" 
<laughs> and you know it was it's at that moment like when you have you're just like i could this for the story and i said yes i am yeah of out. course sorry if anybody asks you if you're a critic at a restaurant you say yes <laughs> yes i am yes absolutely I am. and so the funny thing was is that I, I like i said i knew my way um enough around the restaurant industry where i can kind of i sort of fit you know faked until i fake it until you make it uh-huh so um, I don't know how I got it because you asked me earlier, like, you know, didn't you have a business card or something? Didn't you actually, you know, find your name out or something? But I don't think Google was that big at the time. Yeah. And if they're or, saying they know you. Exactly. And, yeah, like, I was just going to say that that maitre d' wants to feel important. Like he's like, oh, I recognize that guy. I know so much about food critics. Right. So then like I can spot him. He can't ask you your name at that point because he's claiming he already knows. Who I mean, you look are. at him. Right. He had the balls to come in here in sweatpants and a T-shirt. He's well, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. A, like who in their right mind would actually do this, would actually come in if they weren't you know trying to be incognito right. or i mean but actually you would like stand out more you stand out more yeah, yeah like with that so uh-huh. it was actually pretty interesting so throughout the meal um a few comp dishes came out um which was actually pretty interesting they were trying something out i think so they were just like you know That's hilarious give it to me and the service was stellar of course um and you know refreshed my bread at every moment and there was always uh-huh. water on my table Right. Um, I mean, well, they're known for their service anyway, not to say that they, uh, but they probably stepped it up even more mm-hmm. uh, knowing that you they had such a big deal in the house. It's also just funny imagining, because um, I've been at, worked at high-end places before when a known critic does enter and I, I know the kind of like fury and, and mayhem that goes on in the back of the house when they know a critic is out front. So just imagining like the kind of like panic that you instilled in that kitchen. Just <laughs> Such pa- the power of one. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. Uh, and it was even funny because I, I knew the name, I, I won't mention it, but I knew the name of the pastry chef and I was like, you know, how is she doing these days? Uh-huh. <laughs> sort of, and they really? kind of like sent a note that you know. Oh, he knows I mentioned, her. Yes, right. So I just <laughs> right. added it um, to the to the fire, and then and finally, she peeks out. And she's like, I don't know that guy. <laughs> yeah. So then, right, she's like, Who is this? Yeah. So then, finally, at the end of the meal, I you know I, I I called him over and I sat him down and I and I put my hand you know dramatically on his arm and I said, Your staff is doing an incredible job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, you are certainly one for for dramatic effect, and to, to so just take a, this thing for as as far as it can go, I, I got to give you props. It for was that. really quite wonderful. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and then the but the icing on the cake you you forgot to mention was that they ended up comping the meal too. Uh, yeah, yeah, <gasps> the so, whole thing. Well, I think I think I you know it was a long time ago, but they they comped enough. I, you wow. know, they, they, at least a bottle of wine, um, and they brought out a few other others to taste. And um, a large majority of the food. Well, you were having a, a rough day and you bill. wanted a nice meal and you certainly yeah, did. Yeah, and I did it. it. Yeah. Mission accomplished. You guys, see, take a chance. Go out to eat alone at a... And lie. Three Michelin star <laughs> restaurant. That's the... In sweatpants. And lie completely. <laughs> yeah, next time you're feeling not yourself, roll out of bed, go to a three star Michelin and see what happens. <laughs> That's my remedy. Is like pretending to be a food critic and going out to eat alone the new wedding crashing? Yeah, like, I feel like we can. I know we can make this a Although thing. Although this, you know, <laughs> it I, might be. He brought up a good point about it. You know, being sort of like pre Google or whatever. Nowadays, you know, especially like I've worked at places uh, and most places that open these days will put up pictures of yep. you know we had the, those the, the top critics in New York and things like that and like be out, you know this guy's from Eater this guy's from the New York Times this guy's from whatever and if you think you see that person you're supposed to alert the management Absolutely. and definitely kind of you know everybody's on and that's how I was, how I understood it right and so it was interesting when that did happen I mean it was like I said years and years ago at least 15 years ago now um 
and I, you know, I was like, they don't even have like a picture of someone that they think that they know. Right. You well, know. I guess you couldn't possibly have all of the pictures up. Right. But we, yeah, we had all the big ones um, when I was managing Kingsley and they were in the stairwell going down to the prep kitchen. So literally anytime you're going up and down the stairs to get anything, you're looking at these like yeah, eight you, faces, you see those faces over and over. Like yeah. if Pete Wells walks in here, like everyone like hit the deck uh-huh. like <laughs> that's why you know he has to like wear disguises and like be yeah. super discreet or, or also, he'll just my be, like sweatpants one. and a t-shirt yeah. right exactly i don't know yeah that's his uh that's his look so like do you prefer to to dine alone i mean like i, I guess it's a tough uh thing to quantify because like a lot of times I'm sure when you're dining alone it's out of necessity or environmental you know reasons but um i just want to like kind of touch on like what 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 about dining alone versus dining with friends or in other circumstances um are kind of like pluses and minuses for you um well i really don't like to share my food that's a legitimate i mean uh, you know thing. i know that restaurants love to do the the odd thing so that when there's like three meatballs on the plate uh-huh. and there's two people and yep. you have that sort of you know, hunger games for the last one. Yes, like, no, you definitely. take it. No, you it's, that's funny but, that you um, say that. Cause the, the whole now that when I go out to eat, I, if well, depending on how many people are there, uh, I'm a, I'm a, like, we should share everything kind of person. Cause I'll pretty much eat anything. And I, I don't really have any allergies or anything like that. But you also, you have to be with the right people because if you do have somebody who's like, I can't have this, I'm not eating that, blah, blah, blah. You know, then you, uh, then you're like, oh shit! All right, well, I really wanted to get that thing, but now we're not gonna, or whatever. But there, you know, for a long time, it was like I'm getting my appetizer, my entree, and that's it. And and maybe those were the good old good old days. I'm down for sharing sometimes, and with certain restaurants and certain cuisines and styles of menu, it works the best way. But sometimes, once in a while, like maybe even like at brunch, like I just feel like it's like weird sharing egg dishes with oh, people. Oh yeah, brunch is like, not a good Sometimes share, I right? just want my own thing and it's hard to like put your foot down and be that person when you're with a bunch of people and they're like, let's just share everything. And you're like, without, no without bitch, being, I want my Benedict and yeah, I don't want you like to have any of it. stingy or something. You so can't even have a bite. Yeah. There's obviously those, those times that I dine alone because, you know, out of necessity, I'm just on a trip or a business trip and I can't sort of take someone along. So I'm at a hotel bar or something like that. But years ago, it used to be the shame of it was that you sat in a dining room and everybody saw you and, it's sort of like on TV when, you know, you're sitting alone and then there's like a, a you know, a proposal at one table and like a young couple at another and uh-huh, you're just sort like of looking and kind party. of like, yeah, like, yeah. like there, let's just celebrate togetherness. Um, but then there's other times where I actually choose to do it. It's sort of like almost like a little bit of a reverence. So my mom passed several years ago and every, um, every year on her, on the anniversary of her death, I go not to bring it down, but I go out alone just to kind of like celebrate life. Um, and no, that's great. Uh, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, 9-11 too. Just like you know, it's a cele- It really is a celebration of life. It's a celebration of the fact that you know we're able to live and enjo- enjoy and indulge. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think. To, yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I was about to say I don't think a lot of people do that. I don't do that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, I uh, you know to have especially to have uh, certain calendar milestones that are like you know what this is the day I'm gonna I'm gonna take a minute and I'm gonna I'm gonna really appreciate. The mm-hmm. life no, appreciate I think that's life really cool. and, yeah i've never heard of anybody doing that either i more so, when i'm going to go dine alone it's usually really spontaneous like uh, maybe i'll like wake up on my day off which are rare when you're in this industry doing what i do and like actually have energy and drive to go out into the world and like sometimes i just get on the train 
because I live in Brooklyn, go into the city and like I'll just walk around until I see a place that I want to pop in and like sit down and have a meal and like nothing's planned. There's not a specific time I have to meet anybody. There's no pressure. It's just like, where do I feel like wandering in and checking out some food at a bar and like, you know, and like I like to do that. I think that's fun. Uh huh. I, I feel like now, I don't know what it is, but I used to be like that. I used to, in fact, I, I went to Amsterdam by myself for a month when I was like 22 or 23 for no reason. Just, uh, I didn't really have much money and I, uh, I had been there on a semester abroad in, in college, uh, two years before. And I, uh, I, but I, I did everything alone. I was there by myself. I stayed in hostels and stuff alone. Every meal I had was alone. Like, and that was like the point. That was why I went. I used yeah. to like, you know, I used to savor things like that. And it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, gone away. So, you know, maybe this is something I need to bring back. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, per- perhaps maybe the best, um, thing about dining alone is you get into really, good uh trendy popular places mm. very quickly right yeah, so that's a very good point you know it, it there's always um there's one or two places in chicago um that i absolutely love that were super hot at the time you know like top zagat rated and just you know the the talk of uh the talk of the business and um i would you know sachet past um you know arguing couples that they didn't have their reservation or right. you know now right. we're here it's it's over busy and people are trying to get in it's packed and i would saunter right up to the bar and uh-huh. just get us that one lone seat that was there yep. and talk to the bartender and it was just it's it's a perfect way to get into really nice places that's true yeah you can definitely cut the line so to speak if you're if you're by yourself and sometimes i i uh i feel like people will i, I had a woman it was valentine's day uh just recently and uh she was at my bar before she was about to go uh to this pretty uh famous steakhouse in um uh, in new york and she was like she called and they were like no it's valentine's day we're fully booked and she's like well it's just me and they were like oh well, you're dining alone and then so she kind of like spoke to the maitre d on the phone and they're like come on down we'll get you a table we'll get you sorted out so i think that there's also like the you know sometimes a party of one could maybe sneak ahead of like a, a deuce that didn't have a, uh, have a reservation or if something got overbooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as, um, as people in the industry though, when you see, I have a question for you, when you see like one person at a table, is it like, okay, well I guess, you know, I'm not getting my two top cover or is it just kind of like, you know, do, what do you, what do you think about, you know, when you see like one person at a table say, to be fully honest, um, and I, I hate that this is the answer. Uh, and I don't know if Tommy will disagree with me or not. It, it, the first thing you're going to do is size that person up visually. And if it's a well-dressed man or woman that looks like they're clearly in town on business and are going to you know behave properly and do the right thing, then you're kind of like, all right, cool, whatever. But if it's a person that looks a little worse for the wear, and like I, it's not fair, but... Uh-huh. Then you're kind of like, oh boy, what am I getting into? Because I have had... That's a restaurant critic. I have, or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or it's a crazy person because I have had, as a server in my career, one top diners that are absolutely nuts. And... Uh-huh. Um, they're, not, they're alone for a reason. They're alone for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. And you, you got to deal with it and you can't make assumptions. You just have to like go, go through with it. Right. Yeah. For me, from a bar perspective, uh, it's basically, it's all the same to me. If a, a solo person comes to the bar, it's right. that's great. You know, if you're with people, in fact, sometimes, uh, people who are alone at the bar are the ones I prefer because they want to chat. They, you know, they're, they right. want to know, they want to, they want to know about the food. They want to know about, 
you know, tell me about some of the drinks or whatever, you know, they, they're a lot more interactive. Um, so I, I, you know, as a bartender, I, I do enjoy it. I, I used to have a regular, not regular, but he made a handful of appearances while I worked at a certain place. And, um, he was a older man. I would probably assume like late seventies, early eighties. And he would come in dressed it like to the nines and have just like a nice classy dinner by himself. Cause his wife had passed and, you know, he's like an old school, like, you know, New York man. And, um, I ended up just like kind of like falling in love with this little old man and he was so cute and so sweet and, and like he was just like you know I'm not gonna be here much longer I gotta go out and treat myself still I can't just sit at home and like I just like oh that's great it was like I felt like my heart broke for him a little bit looking into my future yeah but I know but like it was also just like so badass but also I was like I'll go out to eat with you, sir. Like, like when, <laughs> when I'm not working, like let's plan this. Like, yeah. I will totally. You somebody. Yeah. I, I will say like you mentioned the thing about like sizing up the person or whatever. I, to me, I, I'll just because when I go out alone, I always want to sit at the bar. So I have a hard time wrapping my head around people who want to take a table for one. Like that is something that I still can't really uh, get my, get on board with, but I think it's a, it's a personal hang up. Yeah. And I think I, I mentioned before, it's just like, if you're sitting alone at the bar, you're going to be probably engaging in conversation with the people dining near you, probably chatting with the bartender. And sometimes that's super fun. But every once in a while, like I just want to sit by myself and not be bothered by anybody. I just want my order to be taken. I want to enjoy my food, enjoy my wine, probably like be listening to a podcast on my headphones and like just have like introvert time but out in public right it's funny that you mentioned that because it's it it is inevitable that you have conversations with the people next to you and that could be a good thing or a bad thing yeah i'm all for meeting people but then sometimes you know there's 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 two people next to you that are sort of splitting a salad and complaining of you know how much food it is and i'm on my you know third course and getting (laughs) the pizza and then the, the bartender looks at me do you want dessert like i think i find that so interesting because like i don't feel like i've ever seen that kind of behavior do you think it's more in your head than it is actually happening? yeah i wonder how much about that, that is. people are judging your amount of food you eat because when i go with my friends we order the whole menu and we're like proud of ourselves you know what i mean like, oh i'm very you know i was very proud of my, that i was very proud of myself but um there have been like like comments yeah. made before about certain things um i don't know maybe it isn't maybe it is in my head um, I think also sitting at bars eating, there's always the chance because you don't know who you're who you're ponying up next to when you're grabbing that stool, and like of course I think we've all probably had situations where that conversation does start striking up, and of course you want to be friendly, and then that person or couple next to you starts saying some like really like problematic things (laughs) yeah Yeah. like maybe some like aggressive political opinions come out or like opinions on like certain different colored people that are not okay and like (laughs) i've had that happen where i'm just like oh no and i've already ordered an entree and now i cannot (laughs) i'm locked in here yeah yeah Yeah, like you really you want to just sort of get up and you're like i'm i'm in this to win this now so this is actually going to be like a story that's when you start just talking to the bartender a lot like anyway tell me about your life yeah or that's when you have to be like i'm sorry i'm just like i gotta do my thing on my phone or yeah exactly conversation i just put my you know ear Mm. earbuds in without any uh sound or anything yeah no warning just poop thank god we have that headphone option now yeah so anyway, I guess um, I feel like we've we've covered that that topic pretty pretty well at this point. So uh, 
I think that there we mentioned a, a couple of different ways that this can go wrong, but I'm really excited to hear what James has to say about a time that it went very, very awry for him. Um, so I think we're ready to have his war story coming right. up after the break. Cool. Stick around. We'll be right back with a war story from James. Everybody hit the deck and batten down the hatches. Whatever that means, it's time for a war story. All right, welcome back. As you heard, it is war story time. So, James Joseph, what do you got? So this is all about fondue. Um, I was traveling in Switzerland, and there is delicious fondue in Switzerland. Why don't we have that here anymore? Yeah, whatever happened to fondue? I don't know. I think it was this. It was a fad or something. It had like a, a resurgence, like a yeah. couple of years ago. People were starting to get into like home fondue sets and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I would yeah. like for that to be a thing again. Melted cheese bowl. So the so the first time I went into um, a fondue restaurant, and it was kind of in the you know Alps, and you could just imagine like the people were dressed um, out of a storybook, and it was like you know truly this amazing place. It wasn't. Too touristy uh-huh. and it was delicious fondue so switzerland is a storybook anyway it is yeah. it's sort of like I've being in a, in, a, yeah. in a postcard and uh, i was sitting at the table um with with friends at first and you know they brought over this like big hot bubbly pot and i was just so excited for it and i was excited because i was like tomorrow night i'm gonna just come have my own you know big <laughs> uh-huh. old bowl so you're already uh, planning on your solo experience yeah exactly while you're- yeah <laughs> so it was actually quite- i don't think you like going out with other people I know. <laughs> no, I know. you know what i'm actually <laughs> detecting a pattern here so I was my solo. maybe it was not circumstantial um so what happens is is that when they uh when they see one diner they actually cut the portion of the food and you're like no sir <laughs> you i want last night's bowl so yeah so it was actually pretty interesting because like without saying anything they're just like oh, yeah no they yeah. Do, right it, uh-huh. exactly, and they charge you the same price i don't know how oh. it happened. it's like so uh-huh. weird so i got like 125 grams instead of 325 grams uh-huh. and i just wanted to just you know eat all the cheese magic system um so i and i didn't want anyone to see me eat all the cheese so um we were going out in um a group again the next night and i said you know like oh i'm just i'm so tired i'm uh it's just you know i think i'm so, gonna not yeah uh-huh. and i had to actually find um a fondue place like on the other side of switzerland <laughs> <laughs> to go and just sort of sit by my lonesome like and just have like baskets of bread and secret um, cheese and secret yeah, cheese a little, pri- <laughs> little private cheese party. and so i was sitting there and, and the first thing is that i have i mean i have to know french degree by any means and so i had to like sort of in my best um french figure out how to say like I just want the whole cheese and not a half portion. Like the full size? Yeah, so that involves several um, waiters and sort of like coming from the back and being like... He speaks a little English. Yeah, right. And they're like, what do you want? You want two like plates or two? And I'm like, no, no, two portions, like the normal size portion. Like fondue for two, but for for me. So finally (laughs) they figured it all out and I was, you know, sort of just the gluttonous and, and, but it was, it was of, of course delicious and indulgent and that's, you know, what I what I needed was it the um, uh, the bread kind or they uh, sometimes they'll throw like fruit and so they do it. so they do so they do bread and then they do these little tiny potatoes which they oh, must okay. boil yeah. in like magic water because they're <laughs> the most delicious things in the in the entire universe and so I'm sitting there and I'm like you know I have won like I have conquered and um, in walks. Uh, four of the people that oh, I was no. supposed to have oh. uh, dinner with. <laughs> That night, and I was just like, "Oh, hey, 
I changed my mind uh, at the last yeah, minute. Yeah, was just like, ugh. Like, I was just like, I got over that real quick, that little cold that I had. And they were just like, yeah, okay, I sure. And I, I missed you guys. So. Yeah, I was just like, oh my God, you know, this is so crazy. Let's all sit down. And so it actually became... Um, sort of a group meal. Did you um, have to end up sh- then sharing the cheese? To my behest. Nah. No, it was a, <laughs> Did you have a second halfway. one. <laughs> yeah, no, we had a second. I was like, let's just get another round, guys. <laughs> um, no, so fill it, it was, back up. They're it like, was, oh, this uh, is what the guy meant. He, he, <laughs> what he was trying to say was, I have four other people coming and I want two orders. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but you know, sometimes it kind of just works out that way. So. But, so was uh, there a, like a like a shaming factor to the like uh, to yeah get- like we could, like talk about shaming but like um, not really it was just one of those things where they really just kind of thought I was just you know just happened to be recovered from my sudden you know like tummy ache uh-huh. and uh, there I was you know on the other side but the funniest thing was like that I went out of my way to find I mean and I didn't even know where it was it was a small town I mean you know there's fondue places like McDonald's just everywhere uh-huh. <laughs> and um, to find a place that like no one would uh, no one would find me at but you know there I was right and there they were found out busted trying to have your private cheese party mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny all right well should we uh should we do a little game time? Are I, we I'm ready? Feeling, I I'm am, I up. live for game time. I'm so excited for game time. <laughs> All right. Then let's do it without further ado when we come back. Game time. And you know what that sweet polka music means. It's game time. Okay, we're back, and it is game time. Game time! Yay, I'm so excited. Uh, Once again, I have no idea what these games are. (laughs) I feel like I need to explain that because... uh, I just want to express gratitude for the number of blogs and lists of wacky restaurant themes that exist in the universe of the internet because... Oh my goodness! Like I, I just don't know what's going to happen when I run out of the, these lists, but it doesn't seem to be happening. So <laughs> thank se- you. Seems to be no shortage. This one's coming from Food Network. Um, Once again, f- big, you know, friends of the show. Absolutely, I aspire to someday literally be Ina Garten. So if anybody knows how to make that happen for me, let me know. Do but, you know? Yeah. Does she just, need a, an apprentice? Or? I mostly just need a Jeffrey, but TBD. So <laughs> anyhow, so we have a list of, um, like I said, once again. It's um, kind of out there, outside the box restaurant concepts that do exist, and some that I have made up. So, uh, James, concepts are you... that are either real or fake. Correct, James. Are you familiar with this this kind of guessing game that we do? I am so excited. I am completely <laughs> familiar um, with it. I was uh, afraid there wasn't going to be a game, oh, so no. I was like, "It's not a podcast without a game." No, there will never not. I be. Agree. And yeah. um, you know, like I was just like, "What? What? What, what will it be? How many lone diners yeah. are there in the world, uh-huh. or something like that?" I looked. There's there are lists of like best places to eat by yourself, but I. Couldn't really figure out how to quantify that into game time. So here we are again with Wacky Restaurants. I am so excited about Wacky Restaurants. Awesome. All right, let's do it. So is there a restaurant um, where in which the servers and bartenders are actually um, creating a report card about you while you're dining um, in terms of like your personal etiquette, the way that you're behaving at the restaurant (laughs) and they uh, they're then 
a, a letter grade applies to you and that letter grade is delivered with your check and depending on how high, highly you scored, there's a certain percentage discount that gets applied to the check. I would love for that. I, I, to happen doesn't just it in case happen? anybody was wondering all restaurants do this uh, <laughs> every single <laughs> I knew it server and bartender does this about every single guest it's like the uh, black mirror episode where the, like you know you're based on your likes and like yeah that. except for the part where we tell you what we thought yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting the actual feedback um I have an answer, but I think I want James to go first. I want to say yes. I think I think that would be um, well. No, I'm going to say no because I think it would be like a PR nightmare <laughs> of like you're telling me like I'm an F right. person. So I think that this could work, but the only way for it to work is you would have to let the guest know that this was happening, and then that would ruin it because if you knew you were being judged about, yeah, like you know, we, how we you silently behaved, judged you the entire then, time. Uh, well, you got like you, Uber ratings. You would change stuff. your yeah, that's true. And people's Uber ratings are not a very good. I know mine is What's not up as with high. mine? Like I've never done anything wrong, and I've, I I'm, I heard it's like if you slam the door too hard when you get out, they'll give you like yeah. one. I, I, I always make, I say hi. I'm like, how are you tonight? You know, I like this song, even though I have no idea what it is. I always make a deal. I'm like, look, five stars, five stars. Let's, you know, really? like, See, even I've, never, I've never bartered because like that. Because they, the because they give you, you know, the people will shout like five stars. And just like, that means that they, I guess they're giving me five stars. And then, okay. Cause I have like a 4.6 and I'm not really sure. Yeah. What mine's I've done like to a 4.5 or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, yeah. how did, what did I yeah. get docked for? That, yeah. I gotta start doing the I'll give you five, you give me five deal. I've never yeah. Never so my yeah, my score is is surprisingly lower than than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> Uber, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Um, anyway, riding uh, yeah. Back, so back I I think no, no. Everybody uh, thinks I made this I, up. I want to say no because yeah. I did make this up, but like I would love for that to be. Wouldn't we all oh, just love definitely. to be able to go up to an asshole customer at the end and be like, "By the way, you got a C minus, sir," and like, "Here's how you can here's improve." Why? Yeah. <laughs> and if you had gotten a B plus, you would have gotten twenty percent off. So yeah, like, or like Yelp, like Yelp reviews for <laughs> yeah, customers. Reverse Yelp. Yeah, I love it. Hold them accountable, man. Okay. Um. Next, do we have a restaurant that is on a remote island? Um off the coast of a place where you can only <laughs> you can only get to the restaurant um, via your own personal boat. There isn't even a ferry that goes there and it's kept very secret. I want to say yes. I mean, I think that these places do totally exist. There's always these kind of like secret things. Um, I think so. Uh, you know, there's yeah. enough like small little islands off the coast of super fancy places that uh, you take your yacht over there or whatever, and there just happens to be a. I think yes, Bora Bora or Bimini or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's in the Florida Keys. It's called Ooh, Cabbage Key, um, and it is known for being super exclusive. Um, and you, it's kind of like one of those things, like I said, you don't know about it unless you know about it. I mean, it can't be that exclusive if it's on a food network blog, but, um, <laughs> JFK and Ernest Hemingway are, um, known awesome. past oh, wow. so frequenters of it. Yeah. It's really old school. <laughs> They've both also signed dollar bills that have been hung up, um, on the walls there. So if you're ever in the really? keys, um, I would rent like, a boat and go there. Totally. I've always really, really wanted to go to the Florida keys. Like, it's probably the only part of Florida I really, really want to go to. But um, yeah, so if you're over there, figure out how to get to, to Cabbage Key. All right, Cabbage, really cabbage Key. 
is there a 1920s themed restaurant that is so dedicated to um, being true to the 20s that you're only sipping on cocktails that existed in the 20s with ingredients that existed in the 20s and the most terrifying part, food and and food preparation <laughs> techniques that 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 were strictly from the 1920s. It's like uh, no refrigeration here. Yeah, exactly. We'll just sort of <laughs> pack this botulism. No big deal. I think throw it on the, a nice block. The cocktail part, I was definitely on board with. You know, because some speakeasies and things like that will try to keep it as like legit as possible. Super dedicated. Um, the food, the, I could see it going one step further and saying, you know what, we're gonna st- we're gonna keep it. Strictly twenties across Super the board. Super authentic. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. I think this place is. A real I will place. give um, a yes too. Damn it! I thought I was gonna trick you with that one. It is real. Um, it, it's called Coochie Coochie. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why, why or Coochie what that Coochie. has to do with the twenties, but uh, Jaro was there. It's in Cambridge, Massachusetts, actually. So, um, one of their specialty menu items is a puff pastry filled with a rich and creamy shrimp sauce. So, mm. <laughs> apparently, yum. Uh, rich and creamy actually, shrimp you know. sauce was uh, a big 1920s thing. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Well, you guys are crushing this so far. Um, is there a restaurant that challenges you in terms of the amount of food that you can eat and the amount of time that you can eat it? And they (laughs) challenge you in such a way that you, um, have an option to attempt to consume a salad, an appetizer course, a 72 ounce piece of meat and a full bread basket in under an hour. It's like the opposite of Barry's boot camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're able to do Wait, this, that's then... not a short period of time. I've, I've done that before. <laughs> well, if you're able to do it, then the meal is on the house. If let you're not me, able let to me do in it, the game coach. <laughs> yeah. You feel like uh, you're, yeah, you're for I'm, one? I'm your man. Um, yeah, you hear about those things, you know, obviously like the old 76er and like those whole that whole thing. Like if you can do this, then you get your picture on the wall and like eat the sandwich, it'll, it'll like eat the big like Philly yeah. cheesesteak with like 32 ounces of meat on it. Or something. Uh, I don't I have an answer. I'm uh, I think, yes, I think this place, I think it exists. OK, I think the concept obviously exists, but I don't think it exists because like everything that they put in front of you that's the thing that was throwing me off like if it was just one like big pizza or one big hamburger or something i would see that as being oh wait you think the variety is like the the variety is throwing is throwing me off so the only thing that's throwing me off is no is it like does everybody who goes there have to do this and then those who don't accomplish it they have to pay and if you can then you don't like uh that's the only thing yeah like you know like go like walk out doubled over yeah I eat too much bread, and I but I still didn't make it. Uh, but anyway, I still think it exists. I say no. It's called the Big Texan. Oh, no. Um, it says uh, they sell a thousand pounds of beef every day. Oh my goodness! Um, if you can finish their seventy-two ounce sirloin plus a salad, a baked potato, a shrimp cocktail, and buttered dinner rolls yes. in under an hour, the yes. meal is on the house. That is an aggressive amount of food. I would eat but it also for a week. Yeah, you could just go there every night. <laughs> 72 ounce steak, no, you guys. That's, that's ridiculous. 16, that's like a, that's a small cow. And how that's many pieces of four shrimp? Pa- four pounds. Oh my God. Of beef. Five, yeah, usually a normal shrimp cocktail. What is it like? Five? Yeah. It's usually five little. And a baked potato. Fingers. A baked potato will fuck me up. Like, yeah. if it's big enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, for the no, day. Yeah, a baked potato is hardy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm like, wait a minute. Is there sour cream on the baked potato? Because then. I 
have a feeling that, that will put me over the edge. I have a feeling the big Texan is winning that war more often than they're losing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially if they're doing a thousand pounds of beef a day or whatever you said, it's, they're definitely yeah, winning. That's well, a lot. You're not going to beat the big Texan. All right. Well, is there a Ichiran style bar? So are you guys familiar with the concept of Ichiran? I always get these Japanese concepts confused. Yeah, so, explain. Yeah, I'll have to explain Izakaya, for our listeners as well. Uh, so it's become pretty trendy, at least in New York City. I can't speak to the rest of the country, but um, Ichiran um, is a, 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 a mostly a ramen concept here, but you sit in a single stall. So I thought this would be good for the right, single diner yeah. episode. And you um, kind of have, I, I actually just went to one for the first time. You have a... Um, a partition in front of you as well with a little slot at the bottom so you are filling out a form oh, and they just, to design like, you your ramen food. and you slide it under the partition and then a person whose face you never even see slides the food to you and, and there's like barriers to block the there's person barriers on either side right. of you yeah. you're like in your own individual food stall so is there a bar that is Ichiran style where you are filling out a card um, with exactly the flavors and style of the cocktail that you would like and sliding it to a, a faceless human that then slides you back the drink that you'd like that you then drink in solitude by yourself. <laughs> it would make me feel better. Yeah, I feel like the way that things are now and you know the trends and do, the sort of novelty of, of things like that, uh, there, that this has to be real. I agree. I think it's. I think it's very real. Well, then let's fucking open it, you guys, because it's oh, not. But I really no. want it to be. <laughs> it's so much fun. Nice. I liked everything about my Ichiran experience, except for the fact that the ramen was really disappointing. Ah, well. <laughs> I was like, well, but like, wouldn't that bar be amazing? Yeah, totally. You just go. That would actually you be fill out yeah. the, I like the flavor profile too. You just kind of say like, I want it sour. I want it strong. Yeah. Whiskey based or whatever, and then totally. you slide that you card, and then all they're together, like, all right, it's done. Yep. Um, you drink alone in a quiet little booth. Totally, right? <laughs> like, who doesn't want that? Um, is there an Oregon themed, uh, Oregon Trail themed restaurant where uh, you are eating in covered wagons and you're eating mostly like bison and only things, eating and drinking only things that were available to the original settlers? Do you like, um, uh, like die of a bit dysentery? <laughs> yeah. the- Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> if, if, uh, At the end of it, you don't cross the... You're Jeff like, has got bit by a rattlesnake. The river. Yeah. Now you have to eat him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of food. Uh, yeah, why not? It's a, it's a little bit of Americana. Let's give it a shot. I think maybe the Oregon Trail does exist. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see like how um, much the Oregon Trail has influenced many people around the world there's like you know new games um about it and stuff like that so i think it's I are think there it's, new ones there's a there new might, i think there might yeah. be a new i think okay, there might I'm be a new looking game. into this as soon as i get home um, also to all of our listeners in that state we know it's pronounced oregon oh well oregon i feel like it's oregon but it's the oregon <laughs> yeah trail. when you say the trail party <laughs> the oregon trail. Trail. <laughs> all right so i will also say yes and if it's yes then we're doing a field trip i want to go there okay i mean i made it up Damn. Um, no. But doesn't that sound kind of fun? Also, yeah. but like, do I want to eat bison in a covered wagon? I'm not really sure. I do. You do? I would. Okay. I would yeah. Yes. Why I would, not? I would definitely eat bison. I was going to go a step wagon. further and say they force you to wear bonnets, but I, I thought that might like show I, I, my I, hand. I don't think that would have changed my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I still would have said yes. I would have been like, wow, they're really, they're really uh, going for the concept. 
Is there a restaurant that sells a 20,000 calorie burger? Oh, nice. Going by calories. Yeah. Uh, that's a new element to, to these like monster challenges. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's either price based or, you know, weight based, but not calorie based. So 20, this thousand calories, a 20,000 calorie, you know, it's actually not like, that far. That's not that crazy of an amount of calories. If you, if you think about it, when yeah, they had to put the, well, it's usually like 2,500, right? Yeah. For, for a day. Yeah. But I think like. You know, the burger and fries on a menu uh, at a place I used to work was like in the 1200 range. For, and that was just like a pretty standard burger and fries. Right. So. Did you say 20,000? 20,000. 20,000 calorie burger. Calories. Is it it's like meant to be shared? I don't know. That's a lot. That's a that's a big burger. It's a lot. Um, I'm going to say no. I will say no. No. Okay. It's called the Heart Attack Grill. Do you want to see oh, a picture yes, of it? Oh, that's attack right. Grill. I've heard about yeah, the Heart Attack Grill. That's where grill. they like wear um, medical uniforms. Yes. And, uh-huh. It's, oh it's called gosh. the Octu- Octuple Bypass Burger. Ugh. And you guys, I kind of feel like they're cheating here because it's literally just eight burgers on top of each other. Oh. Like that's a picture of it. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a, not for fun. This, this looks like a super Scooby-Doo burger. Like, also, uh, how many times has Guy Fieri been here? Uh-huh. If we had to guess. Um, and the owner... Um, brags about the amount of his regular customers that have had heart attacks like he's proud of that yeah that's great why are we Uh, but they're that do they bill it as a twenty thousand calorie burger they brag about it being a twenty thousand calorie burger uh yeah way to go heart attack i I think i think it's like a cop-out it's not like a really good big enormous i thought it was gonna be one gigantic like how would you you even attempt to eat this thing thing you guys it's like a foot foot high off the plate or like jenga and like kind of push a burger out and see which one falls (laughs) also this is not a great press photo because like the cheese doesn't even look melted i don't know i'm not on board with that but it does exist all right um good for them (laughs) yeah Is there a, a restaurant that exists in a swamp that is um, filled with uh, just naturally existing alligators and they sell alligator nuggets and alligator meat as their primary form of cuisine? There, uh, it's in the swamp? Yeah, the restaurant's in the swamp. Like how in the swamp? Yeah, how like in are, are we swamp are we, side or are we on like large? You put on waders and you. No, oh, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's 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 in the swamp though. It's like in swamplands. Um, uh, you have to take a boat to this thing. Uh, I I mean, there's definitely like bayouy places that feature alligator meat. Yeah, you know items uh, and are Marsh. you know there's probably alligators around. Uh. But I don't want to like make them the main focus, <laughs> right? So but exactly. all they all they sell is alligator meat foods, right? Uh, the only problem I'm having is the in the swamp part. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to say no. I might as well just counter and say yes. I'll say yes. Okay. Joni's Blue Crab Cafe in the Florida Everglades. Yes. Of course. Yeah, they have. We go um, back to Florida. You're just like, there's a picture of the restaurant and an alligator just chilling like right next to the restaurant. Um, they have things on their menu such as alligator chili, alligator ribs, and alligator deep fried gator nuggets. Have gator you ever had nuggets. alligator? I have. It's uh, like slimy chicken. Yeah. 
It's sort of right, like slimy chicken. Kind yeah, of like totally. Slimy okra. I, I've never had it before. Or have I? I may have had it. I feel like I have. I can't. remember. And then I didn't that. remember if I liked it or not, so I probably didn't like it. Yeah, it's not something I would go out of my way to have again. I don't think. But like, if you bread anything and nuggetize it, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, if you nuggetize, <laughs> if you nuggetize, <laughs> if you nuggetize, I will eat it. Yeah, yeah. mostly anything. You can nuggetize I would say. anything. I I will draw the line at some point, but yeah. Um, is there a restaurant that's famous for selling extremely spicy foods, uh, but you have a, a you have like a bell system at your table, and as soon as you ding the bell, um, people run over to you with like milk and bread and like ice cream and like things to like cool your tongue down with. <laughs> you have like a uh, I've overdone it. Yeah, panic yeah, bell. Yeah. Panic bell. <laughs> the panic bell restaurant. I don't think so. There's there's hot restaurants. Yeah, like they, I mean, spicy, there, spicy stuff is definitely a thing, but uh, I don't know um, about the Panic Bell. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna veto the Panic Bell. I'm gonna say no. Okay, so Jake Melnick's. Oh, damn it. We are. <laughs> I just finally going got a couple I, well, down I these had lists. You. I thought wow. I had you figured out. I know it's well. This is why this is fun. But so it's in Chicago, and they're famous for cooking with um, ghost peppers, rare habaneros, and uh, Trinidadian scorpion peppers that they source from the island. Um, and it says right here, all you have to do when you've had too much is ring the restaurant's bell at your table and an array of milk, vanilla ice cream, fresh oranges and breads will be delivered to the table to rescue you. That was the, that was the, how I thought this was fake is cause you said like, I don't know, milk and ice cream and blah, blah, blah. I was okay. like, there's, well, this seems too vague to have been a real thing, but no, there it is. There it is. They yeah, run right over. I was listening to another, um, podcast. It was a food podcast. How dare you? Uh, I know. There are no well, other food podcasts. <laughs> Sorry. And um, they were talking about the best way this guy like created the hottest pepper ever, and the Carolina Reaper, the Carolina Reaper, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. And um, he said that the best way, one of the best ways to get rid of the hot or just like let it dissipate is actually acid. So maybe that's why they bring your oranges because oh right, it the will acid breaks it. up all the oils. Yeah, yeah it seems um, counterintuitive, but but uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of like drinking apple cider vinegar to combat uh, acid reflux is a thing that I right, do actually. Which, uh, yeah, I never and it, knew and that. it works. Right. It's like a neutral. Or giving uh, Adderall to kids with ADD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. that's always been an interesting one right. for me. Or Ritalin, I guess. All right. Is there a restaurant that um, doesn't necessarily only sell sushi, but every single food item they sell is in the shape of a sushi roll? So you could have like a cheeseburger, but like the bread is rolled with the meat in the middle and there's like a pickle and it's like, but it's... I would 1000% eat at this place. That sounds so fun. Like a little cheeseburger maki. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it really exists, but I want it to. Okay. We're opening it. If it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, yes, because I'm going to just say yes. Cause I want it to exist. How fun to eat like a little tiny rolled cheeseburger with chopsticks. Yeah. Totally. You can, like dip, dip it, it in, in your, mayo. your mayonnaise or, or have like or pickle whatever. sauce or yeah. something. Thank you. Uh-huh. So this is a concept I came up with when I was in high school actually. And it's called rolls with a Z. <laughs> All right. It is not real, but it popped into my head today because, like, I was like, this is back when, like, you know, uh, sushi kind of was becoming huge, at least where I'm from in bumfuck Massachusetts. It, like, was like, like, oh, this is the trendy thing we do now. And I was just like, man, wouldn't that just be like. 
That would be the coolest. I mean, I would love spaghetti that. and meatballs, but uh-huh. like the spaghetti Rolled is outside up. of the yeah. thing, and you wrap or yeah, like a fried, crusty, uh, like a crispy spaghetti yeah. outside or something. Like On that. you know, Food Network cooking shows in general, when they sushi eyes, like you know, rice krispie treats, and totally. they do like a or you know, like a dessert sushi, whatever uh-huh. it is. So. Um, yeah, I would love I would a whole meal there. of like little. All right, if anybody would like to invest delicious. in rolls with a Z, I mean, maybe we would n- name it something different now that I'm not 16 years old. But um, <laughs> now that the, se- <laughs> the secret's out, yeah, we have to patent yeah. that name. Let us know. I'll write up a business plan. Um, is there a restaurant that is famous for extremely high calorie comfort food um, that also offers a fitness class and workout? Um, in the same space so you can like eat a bunch of really high calorie junk food it's and called burn the it shame right grill <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. the shame it's gr- called walk it off nancy <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only thing like i could see something like this happening like just where it's a, a gym or something that had like a juice bar in a restaurant or something like that. And then they're like, Oh yeah. It like the calories are listed next to the thing. And then they're like, it, this would take 25 minutes on the treadmill or something like that. Uh, oh, and then they, they yeah, make you like, do yeah, that but to right. have to, and also if you like really overdo it, the last thing you're going to want to do is like work out immediately. Yeah. So, the logistics are a bit odd here. Yeah. So I, I don't think so. I would also say no. I would say no. Wait, hold on. I t- I'm changing mine because I feel like this is a trick. It it exists. What? You think so? Yeah. You can't do that. I do. I, can't I, I, hold on. Like... This was before she revealed. Uh, <laughs> no, so, I'm going to go with my no. It's called the deuce. Ah, um, see? Oh, come on. So it says right here for diners. I've been, I've been wrong too No, many this times. is absolutely ridiculous. I want to look into this more I'm because like, faith I, in the world. I only have tiny little paragraphs about these like on this article, but... Uh, it says for diners worried about indulging in too many heavy foods like these bacon mac and cheese bites at Phoenix, Arizona's The Deuce. There's an easy way to offset the decadence. Take yeah, part- just take a deuce. Well, I mean, right? Like, why is that the name? Yeah, it's a terrible it's a, name. That's, that's a way to lose You can take count. part yeah. in one of the restaurant's fitness classes, including restaurant. the ultimate workout, which is set to have diners burn nearly a thousand calories per hour. How many, like, where, I, I don't, I need to learn more about this because I am wildly confused by everything happening here. Naming your restaurant the deuce is very uh, yeah, risky. There's just, yeah. I think, oh my God. Okay, so is there a restaurant that exists inside of a spa, but you're like, you're having a schwitz, you're having a soak, um, and then you are seated at the restaurant after your schwitz and your soak, and you are served some like pretty heavy decadent food? I can see that. You know, it's a whole pamper scenario. Uh, like pamper and eat. Yeah, you just put your robe on, then you go out to the dining room and you have some. Yeah, I think so. I say no. Okay. I don't know why I say no. I just say no. Okay, All that's right. fair. You're allowed to say no. Um, it's called Chicago Sweat Lodge. Uh, 
there's um so <laughs> i just I assume I, that every every wild concept is is um, well that's the that's, that's the point the thing, of this man. <laughs> but like what what threw me off about this one why i included it is because you have a dip in the pool you go in the sauna when you decide you're done um, they, they guide you into the dining room where you're offered borscht and sausages. So like I've been to spas oh, that nice. then have like Real a Russian. juice bar where yeah. you can like get a salad. I've even been to spas where like the Russian ones, they like offer you vodka after you're done. And like, that's always lovely. But like after I've had a spa day, I'm not really trying to eat a big sausage. You don't like, want a sausage You're borscht. feeling like, yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're usually after feeling like you want to have some green juice and yeah. like replenish the shit you just sweat out. Not like... Mm-hmm. Have a, just, just hit like, it hard with like here you go give me some sausage. hot beets and some pork right now like, it's so <laughs> that's weird that's exactly what I want because it sounds very Chicagoan of them oh yeah um and do we have a summer camp themed restaurant <laughs> where you are issued a uniform um and it's like you know bug juice and kind of just like cafeteria style food and the best part about this place is that food fights are encouraged oh and it's part that's why they give you a uniform because you're encouraged to just kind of like pretend you're a kid that again. sounds like so much fun i would absolutely love to i i don't i i've never been in a food fight and i always have wanted really? to yeah. yeah like like a never like a true food fight we've always maybe done like water fights or like whipped cream yeah or a like right. that, light never, silly string was always a good one like yeah food, a full-on food fight i, I actually i want to make that like a life goal for the, <laughs> the near future well, like a, maybe for like my like birthday viral, this year like a viral food fight in union square or something like uh-huh. pillow Ooh, fight. Like yeah, food i went to the fight. pillow fight one time like get messy food and, and yeah. show up at 10 um I think you made this up, but I wish that it was real. That's <laughs> I also think that it was made up. Yes, I would say made up. I made it up. Oh, but all like, right. When I was trying to think about it, I was like, I don't want to, because when I make them up, I can't like reveal too much of like what my brain decided this was going to be. But like, I'm thinking like, you like you'd have to get protective glasses, right? Some kind of goggle. And like nothing hot, nothing uh-huh. sharp. It would have to be plastic like silverware, right? right? Like, and are you there to eat or are you there to fight? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like, who initiates the food fight? Like, right. are you? Is, yeah. Is there like a bell that? Are you like throwing like... a grilled cheese sandwich at someone's grandma that you don't even know? Exactly. Like, yeah, like grandma. <laughs> then real fights would break out because you like hit me uh-huh. with the pie mm-hmm. too hard and yeah. yeah. But Wrestling hey, in the spaghetti or something. I guess this is why this has never happened. We can have our own <laughs> private food fight yeah. at some point. I'm just gonna rent out a, a party right. space somewhere and not tell them that this is the plan, and it's just gonna be a food fight. I like the idea of forcing people to wear a uniform too. Yeah, it's fun. that sounds like fun. All right, well that's that's game time, guys. All right, well it was pretty awesome. good. You you got us on a on a bunch. Yeah, you yeah. really did. You really did. Trying I'm, to get tricky with these, man. It's not easy. I realize I have to go to a lot more places now. I well, yeah, and anything you think that that can't possibly be real, it's out there. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Well, anyway, James, this has been an absolute delight. Yeah. Do you want to tell us where we can find you on social media or anything like that? Or do you want to just kind of leave it? Um, I actually don't really have any big social media um, places, but um, you probably can find me. At a bar. <laughs> By yourself. In yeah. a restaurant. He's that guy. Eating, eating five courses. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Pretending to be a food critic. Awesome. But yeah, no, I had a great time. This is awesome. Thank you Thanks so much. much. All right. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. We'll catch you next time on BT Dubs. BT Dubs.